of revolution will not be televised. Will not be televised. Not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Mendel Rivers to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Shape of Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner. The revolution will not be televised, brother. Yo, yo, yo. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> your thing, my nigga. What'd you say? You say anyway. We're back! <laughs> Chooks, Chooks, we've already done this bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you can reload it. Reload it, reload it. Reload it, no, man. It's, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. We're happy to be back, Team Chuck. Um, yeah, quarantine, you know, tried to show us Pepper, but we showed we're, we're, we're real ones, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know yeah. you guys missed us, um, but we found a way, and we're coming back consistently again. To end the year strong. So yeah, mm. man, how you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good. That's <laughs> 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 another question. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm good as well, man. Wow. I'm yeah, because well, we, we, we've done this already. We could just skip this bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we're gonna go through. Obviously, um, you haven't you haven't heard from us for a while, so we're back again, and we've got some new voices as well with us if they would like to introduce themselves so like just state your name instead of the stuff about you if you want to but yeah who wants to go first you are now listening to the team chop podcast brought to you by so old and enjoy yeah i'm benita oh um, come on guys guys by the way like stop doing that only while doing the intro man like um yeah i'm benita um i'm like a creative i like write and i style on the side and stuff Jeez. um yeah that's me hi that's nice nice hey benita happy to have you on your debut on the podcast i'm sure you've got a lot of cool things to say <laughs> I hope I can contribute some gems, but you know. Jeez. <laughs> now from like moving on from something like great to something shit. The other person on here. <laughs> the other person on here. Uh, I'm guessing oh, we're gonna man. get a lot of that today. Uh. No, 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 no. no. Petty, petty snipes. Man. Can you imagine? Man just said let people um introduce themselves properly. You know. I know. <laughs> anyway, can we anyway. not interrupt people with their? You know, do your thing, bro. Do your thing. I do apologize. I do apologize. <laughs> That's <laughs> even worse. But do your thing, bro. Do your thing, bro. <laughs> uh, cool. I'm David. Um, basically, pretty much, I'm actually basically a founding member, a founding <laughs> member of, of, of this podcast. You know, wow. I've been there from the very start. You know, poured my blood, sweat, and tears into this. But I mean, they weren't appreciating me until today. So they finally, after what was it three years? 
standing by again. So you know, have to be so yeah. have David's actually the chocolate bar. So <laughs> that's David. <laughs> That sounds that sounds fucked. What are logos? Name the chocolate 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 and he's a, he, he acts stupid, but he's a smart guy, man. So I'm sure he's got, he's got some sick stuff to say as well. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, cool. So, um, you know, I'm sure we all know what's been going on for like the past almost two weeks now. Been uh, very information heavy on social media. Um, obviously, the situation with George Floyd and just like the fight for justice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone, I'm sure all of us have, like, had our different reactions and, um, you know, different feelings and, like, different actions about this. I just wanted to kind of find out how, you know, what kind of phase or what kind of level were, were you guys at, like, right now. So, obviously, you know, you might go through different types of emotions, but what stage are you at in this journey right now? So, uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, I think I'm going first. Um, I think I'm very drained, like I'm emotionally mm. drained right now. So I'm just, I think it's important, obviously, to take some time off. Like, yes, you're angry. Yes, you want to do so many things about it. But it's important to take time off to just relax and unwind because it's really stressful, like this whole thing. Very, very stressful. Yeah. That's probably important. I feel, because... yeah. yeah, I just feel like that's how everyone feels. Like the the bottom line is everyone is just tired of this. Yeah, everyone, everyone like growing up and just just having the mindset that you you have to behave a certain way or yeah. speak a certain way. Like I don't think that's a way to live, and yeah. and the way it's been ingrained in us to 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 be like that just because of the colour of our skin that mm. it's if people are tired man and it, what we're seeing in our screens is just it's not a coincidence no yeah, yeah definitely because <laughs> even, even me I had to take um like a day or two of social media because like the amount of like videos you're you're seeing every single day exactly you're yeah. promoting you're, you're retweeting like me I'm not on Twitter like that but I'll be on like Twitter to just retweet, and then I find myself I'm on it now for two hours just retweeting. Mm. And then obviously, I think we also forget the psychological damage yeah. that seeing all these videos of people being. I think I've seen a yeah. uh, someone did a like what's it called a a video of like police brutality of like people getting shot. Obviously, you have mm. um, George Floyd who was like killed through the police officer kneeling on his neck. Like that mm. could have so many like psychological like damages to. Our, our <laughs> mentally, <laughs> so oh, one second, guys. I'm gonna read my things. Am I am I still echoing? No, no, no. Okay, no, cool. No. Yeah, so so obviously that could that just made me take like a day or two because I couldn't do anymore. Like 
because it was just like mentally and physically just draining my body. So I, I just thought maybe speaking to people as much to just reduce that. Um, so obviously, like it's better now. So I feel like even though what um, out here spreading the word we're protesting, we should always make sure like to maybe take a step back sometimes just to like. Just to like, what's it called? Um, regain our mental self again. Cool, cool. Yeah. David? Um, yeah, I think I pretty much agree with um, what people are saying. Um, I guess it is somewhat a privilege for us to be able to sort of detach ourselves sometimes. But mm, mm, I think it's very important. Um, and as much as it's very important for us to be aware of what's going on, we're literally seeing so many videos of people literally being killed in front of us. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's weird because obviously it's through a screen, so it can be very easy for us to become so, so de- um, there's a certain sense of like um detachment from it. But mm. it is still <clears> someone dying, and like we mentioned already, it will take a, a toll on us mentally. I mean, um, I remember obviously seeing the, the video initially, and <coughs> especially how callous the or police officer was about it. And obviously, I was enraged um straight away, but um. Then just seeing those like a super fed, I think, of just videos of police brutality and stuff, and just just consuming all this information, and I can't lie, like it got it got to me. Like I really just started feeling proper proper angry, and I was like, yo, I think for like genuinely, I need to just take some time off. So I just had to like get away from all that for a few yeah. hours. But mm. it is a privilege, mm-hmm. but it is um important for us to be able to do that because yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um. I think yeah, you guys all echoed like my sentiments, and like what David said was a was a good one because like we we have the privilege to be able to kind of switch off for a little bit to have a break. But like you know, mm-hmm. when, when you actually realize the reason it's possible is because like at one point day to day, this was people's reality. There was no switch off. There was no like running away or you know being able to protect your mental health. It was basically threatening like daily. And I think um where I'm at is um like I had like so much rage at first and then after it was like real sadness because obviously the whole movement but I kind of just like focused on like George as like a real person and like mm, imagining mm. like the family, you know, he's got he's got a child. He, he's like someone he's someone else's child. Like he's had like he has friends and family, like um, this basketball player called Stephen Jackson. I watch his podcast, like, they were close friends as well. They grew up in the same area. It's kind of like, even just seeing that, like, this person, this human being has has lost his life via another human being in such a... Brutal. Such a manner. So it was like, yeah, so it was like, I was probably sad after, but like, I think where I'm at, where I'm at now is I'm trying to look at, like, um, like, constructive action. So, like, kind of just, trying to use these feelings to kind of fuel me to to make some kind of long-term change so that's that's where i'm at right now um, but yeah same as you make that break yeah um yeah so like obviously like listen to david's point and also like getting a, like cons- a consensus of like how everyone's feeling in terms of like us pr- uh, retweeting signing petitions and stuff like that so like you can tell like we've or black people has been very like vocal, so that will lead into like my other point in terms of like you know as we do as as we do as a society, we always like go up to the I guess the 
very people are influential um, via social media. That could be like politicians, um, celebrities, and stuff like that. So obviously, like when you look at how, so I, was, I saw a thread of that. I don't know if you guys saw this. Well, that guy, some guy was adding bare people about like getting your voices. What yeah, celebrities? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah social celebrities, that. social influencers. So um, yeah, just like guys, you guys have been like, obviously um, using. <clears throat> um, the black culture and yeah. and stuff like that, and and like basically adding everyone. And that for me, like I'll say my point, and you guys can like chime in. For me, it was like counterproductive. I get you want to like obviously when people have got a, a wide range of um, audience or like people audience exactly, it's good for them people to speak out. But also like when you're adding people, you're forcing them to do speak, yeah. Yeah. this kind of stuff it's kind of like counterproductive because and are they now doing it because they want to exactly um, or just because, the course? exactly just, just because their brand. Putting, yeah to put it the ban and, and they know yeah. oh we have to do this unless we're, we're acting like we don't care and yeah. stuff like that and also i don't feel like black people anyone in fact should be pol- could really police how another black person should take what's going on for me i don't feel like that's kind of right so obviously like we had um what's it called I know we've seen good examples from um ah oh gosh what's her name the who's the uh, makeup artist or makeup woman uh, as yeah, 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 Jackie, yeah yeah Jackie yeah so she's been doing very good um good stuff um, and that's w- yeah. one end of the spectrum and we can see the opposite through that guy that does um is it off white um Virgil <coughs> yeah yeah where his his only contribution is just being fifty pounds like. You know what's that like? What's human's thoughts on that? Forty pounds. It was fifty dollars, and it was but it was forty pounds, not even fifty. Oh, so it's even less. <laughs> so yeah, it was. 40 you know, I mean, something like you can't even buy air forces with that. You know what I'm saying? And man thinks that's his contribution to a. <laughs> so anyway, what's you, what, yeah, exactly? So what's human's like thoughts on? Should we? Um, I think there's a, a quote. I'm not uh, blind to the doctor or anything like that, but the quote you said about um, <laughs> like. There's some people in the in the spotlight where we can't keep pandering to them for their opinions. That's what I say. Like, mm. not everyone's gonna be woke. Like you said, you have John Boyega. You know I mean, you can tell this is very passionate to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, some people don't really know. Like, they're that's what small, they're small pri- privilege they've got because the fact that they're rich, a rich black person, they think, oh, you know what? Is they just they, they don't see it. You know I mean, who's that girl that's kind of a Gucci being burned out? Yeah. You know I mean, like, Miles cares more about um, than the fact that our own people have had enough. I'm trying to say, so, like, what's your in terms of responses that you see, not just celebrities, but people in general? Like, what's your man's thoughts behind that? A uh, uh, cu- couple of things. Yeah. Uh, first, yeah, go on. sorry. Um, so I think with Virgil, so the main thing was, um, I, I think it, it was more, it was less about the, the money because. The fifty dollars, just for context, was like he was matching a donation. Um, he actually had like a whole. Um, I'm not supporting, by the way. He actually had like a whole um, line he put out where all the proceeds went to like um, bailing out people who'd been arrested during the protest. Mm-hmm. And like he's, he's con- like monetary wise, he's, do- he's done a bit, and he said he was matching, matching the um, the amount his friends put, and then he screenshotted that. Whatever you know, like. I don't really agree with that, but just to give a bit of context with that. And I think the main thing that kind of um, got to most people was his comments, like, about the the rioters. Like, um, 
you know, calling them animals, like, probably getting onto them. It's, first of all, it's yeah. not in your store, man. And then talking about, like, he had this whole thing about street culture, is blah, blah, blah. It's just so out of yeah. touch. And it's kind of like... Mm, you a, can't resonate with simple... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, as I think the pe- reason people were annoyed is like, you know, he's definitely benefited off... White privilege? No, no, he's benefited um from... From quote unquote the culture, yeah, the culture, you know, okay, like, the black culture, because, yeah, because yeah. we 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 are the culture, like you know, like you know, I'm sorry, I did not know what off white was until I saw black people wearing, yeah. man, like you know, like you know, what, the belt? Whole... The yellow yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that belt, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so um, you know, I think, I think with that, like, people weren't even expecting him to really speak out. People weren't really looking for him to speak out, but then when he did, it was like, like what the hell, wrong. <laughs> So, yeah. and um, in terms of, I think the one about Gucci wasn't that talking about like Gucci Mane because he's from Atlanta. I don't know. Was, was that the store? Yeah, I thought it was Gucci Mane at first. I think it was the store. Then it was a store. Like apparently, it was actually the it store. Was... I don't know if Gucci Mane owned it. Was yeah. actually the store. Yeah. I don't know. I don't no, I watched the video. It was the store. That's what um, what's his name? Tory Tory Lanez kind of said. You kind of a store. I thought she meant Gucci Mane yeah. store at first, but yeah. Because obviously they were rioting, rioting in it and damaging stores and stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. But but then to ask to ask your ask your question real quick, so I can let someone else speak. Um, I yeah, I don't think you should. I understand why people want to look for celebrities for answers, but I don't think that should be your first point of call. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I feel I feel like there are a lot yeah. of people, even like even if they do mean well, like Ovi, you're not gonna say he doesn't mean well, but I think he just says something. Um, but, oh, yeah, I can find a quote for you, bro. It was a picture, was was a picture of the guy with the car. I've got, I've got it right here. Yeah, I bet. to read it out for you. Yeah, mine's okay. So, Ovi um, sent a picture saying, I love being black. Shit, kind of dangerous, but it's lit as fuck. Wow. I was like, what? Nigga? <laughs> Benio, that's your king. <laughs> yeah, that's the king like that, that, that you are. You know what I mean? My MCM. Or the TO. I'm not gonna lie, I I proper side eyed that. Oh, yeah, that see, the <laughs> girls are like, we'll, we'll ignore this one, King. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, stuff like that. Obviously, he means well, but I feel like a lot of these influencers or celebrities, whatever you want to call them, they can't really articulate themselves well, and I feel like people pressuring them, I feel like they have to speak yeah. so quickly. But I think. I think what I would personally prefer is if these people first go educate themselves against exactly. their ignorance, then mm. make a well-informed statement. Because a lot of these, like, you see all these brands as well, people pressing them up and starting on the next, and everyone to speak up. A lot of them are just missing the mark so much. Like, it's all the pretty little thin one. We've oh. seen some footballers. They're just not getting it right. They're still trying to, they were posting, like, the black squares, but still putting hashtag all life matters. So it's like you're pressuring people to do these things, but they don't really understand. They don't care. Mm. So I feel like there's no point if people are posting this on socials if really they don't understand what the thing, what we're talking about. So I, I've been of the opinion that you shouldn't pressure those people. Like if people are gonna come out and speak, like you mentioned, like Jackie, John Boyega, these are people mm. that care and they're coming out and they're making real difference. You know what I mean? Just focus on yourself, people around you. Try and get people to understand, educate them. And also that being said as well. There's some people who are active on socials. Some people are donating silently. Some people are yeah. out protesting on the street. Some people are literally, like I said, just educating themselves, educating other people, speaking to family members, friends. Everyone's doing things differently, in it? Yeah. So like Ollie said, I don't think um, we should police how other black people are um, 
sort of trying to address this injustice, but there are some black people, of course, they're still getting mm. it wrong massively, like Virgil, there's some other people say, I don't know, <laughs> you can use the word clean <laughs> and stuff like that, you mm. know what I mean? I'm not using I'm just saying people use Queen the is word. A it's so word. dangerous, it's so rude, it's, it's so hard. It is a strong word, but... It's, uh, uh, anyway, I'm just anyway. Are you guys saying man like chucks here? Team Chuck podcast with my boys Chase. My Chuck. thing is, why why is writing a post on Twitter seen as the like the beat like the the that's greatest? A, that's, a, that's a very good point, Chicks. Like yeah, why is it like don't you don't know what people are or have done for the black community in the past? So why is yeah. writing a post like why is that? Why should that I think have the it's power just spreading the word. The whole... I think maybe it's just spreading yeah, yeah, the word. Yeah. But for me, it's like, uh, what, what is that is, going to do same, I feel like... in 20 years' time Personally, for I feel the like... black community in terms of systematic racism? Wait, 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 I don't... You know, wait, wait, wait. I think it's important to um, raise awareness. Therefore, like, some mm-hmm, people are just yeah, living mm-hmm, under yeah. a rock and they don't understand what's going yeah. on. Sometimes that's important. See, just people having knowledge. No, I heard that. But for me, I feel like... Racist. I feel white people know. I feel like racism is ingrained in them to the point that they they don't even. I don't know a lot of them. Well, from the post I've seen, they don't even realize how racist they are. Like there was a guy. I don't know. I can't remember the show. Um, he. I think he. He was. Um, he was living in Car in the Caribbean because he was um doing a, a show. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. and he was oh, like, yeah, he that. had to. Oh he yeah, yeah, remove, I saw that. He said this on national TV <laughs> that he had to remove his yeah, son. I think I saw that. I he couldn't had to remove it. his yeah. son because he's becoming too Caribbean, and uh, well, uh, he had he was walking barefoot and he's getting he, used to the beach. He's, he's good, yeah, yeah good at mass. Like he's not good at mass in English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just yeah. feel like I don't think he realized. I don't think he realized that he basically insinuated that being Caribbean exactly. is synonymous you know what I mean? with not Chips. wearing Wait, can I quickly yeah. just go? But he didn't. Um, Billy, are you done with your point? I was, oh, sorry. I didn't know if I was cutting you off or if you were finishing. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. No, no problem. Um, yeah, so literally what Billy said is literally what I was going to say. So I would kind of like slightly disagree with you, Chucks. It's like, one, it's not, I feel like maybe um, I would say majority of white people are aware that racism ex- exists. But they are only aware of um, racism that's in front of your face. So, so a white person calling me a nigger or a white person um, throwing eggs at me because of the color mm-hmm. of my skin or saying, oh, fuck you, black, um, blah, blah, blah. They don't know what um, Benia then um, replied to you was that they don't know the, like, the, what's the, the backhand? Yeah, that's the, the microaggression. Yeah. Like, saying, saying oh, how... Um, you taking your kid away because they're becoming too Caribbean can be seen as you being racist or saying, or because, um, I think, um, someone, a white, sorry, a black person going to live, living somewhere, um, up north that's not so that's really, um, a white community, them saying, oh, because, yeah, you're only black person, you might need to start in a bottom set, you know what I mean? Because not even by judging their, for their, what's it called, mm, how smart they are, you know what I mean? Like, they're not exactly biased, really yeah. biased, stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people, mm. then, a lot of people are aware of the, yeah, like I said, the primary um, parts of racism, in your face racism, but they're not aware of, like, the the quiet ones. Sorry, I, I, I can't, the terms are too big-worded for me to even think of right now. 
But yeah, no, I, I get you. No, so, I get you. So, so I just, I just um, feel like yeah, it's deeper than this. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. kind of like this, yeah. So I get what you mean in the sense. In the grandest, um, grandest, like grand, grandest scale. Yeah, yeah. It's it's two things. It's two things because obviously, the grand scale is something you want to get to. But it takes. It's gonna you need take. Little, you need to sow the seeds. Ripple. So I, it's two things as well. Like yeah, some people are doing things on social media to kind of absolve themselves of having to do any other mm-hmm. action. Yeah. But then for other people, it's like I think. Especially with social media, like changing someone's influence—I mean, changing influencing someone's mindset rather. Like, you kind of need to have like equity for them to actually respect what you say. So, like, we could be going on and on and on about this situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what Stacey Solomon posts something, and then like one a middle-aged white woman whose whose social ecosystem is not even in tune with what we're seeing now is going to be like, "Oh, what, Stacey Solomon did, did this and that," you know. Some someone might be like, "Oh, man, fuck this, fuck her, man. I'm gonna unfollow her for doing this, whatever." But some people are gonna be. But someone else might be like, "Yo, hang on a second, let me check this." So, like, I think it's it's definitely something. I get what you mean, but you shouldn't just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't discredit the whole importance of like sharing on social media. That's one avenue of action. Mm, Do you uh, do you agree that or think that it's not gonna change unless white people? Make I, the change. I'm not. I'm not depending. I'm not depending on on them. I don't. I don't. I. You know. If the, if they unlearn certain things and they just discover stuff, you know, well done to them. But I'm not a babysitter. I'm not holding anyone's hand. Yeah. And I'm not waiting for someone to be like, oh, I see what you guys are 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 feeling or mm-hmm. going through. Mindset now. I'm kind of like, what mm. are we doing? You know, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I thought I'm slightly with you, Charles. I feel like we need to work together. I, I like if if history is a good reminder, is that there's nothing can be achieved by just one group. It's always everything that's all every um thing that something major um people have been terrorized about. It's always been more than one party coming together to make a difference and make change. So obviously, like we need to work because they're they're actually the oppressors. We need to obviously make be aware of like um what's going on and obviously we're not I'm not trying to say we should be teaching them because you should by now you should you should be learning. It's been going on for so many years, you know what I mean? But I feel like we need to work together to make a difference. I feel like that's the only way we're gonna actually achieve um achieve it um something. But actually working together make a difference. Working together. But um on a side note, I know we've been on on the cause of like, you know, obviously like raising awareness and stuff like that um so like a, a good question i was asking myself was like um of all of us that are protesting were making noises on our social media were campaigning literally on every platform we have um and a good example is just there's a quote that um john Berger said in his speech about like he doesn't like he doesn't know what's gonna happen to his work like uh, yeah. after this isn't it so I'm like thinking like so I thought to myself like how many of us here are we willing to lose our job for you know like how much because I know McNeil did an interview time ago about like again he's spoken about injustices that he's faced but he, he came to a situation where he's not willing to die because you know he, he just not to stop his money um, because he can't fight too much where they'll, they'll stop um um, him getting yeah, paid. You see that through um, Colin Kaepernick, where this guy's whole career has been cancelled because he took a well, a meal um, 
to what's it called? So like yeah. um national anthem. Yeah, so the problem starts like how many of us actually, you know, willing to go as far as losing our jobs? Like so like for example, if you guys experience a racism in in your workplace, yeah, and you how much are you willing to stand up to your white colleagues that could lose your job? Or is it more like, you know what, I'll just stay quiet or maybe I would correct them a little bit, but I won't correct them in the sense that it's gonna lose my job. Um, like there's been a discussion like around like Twitter and Instagram about like your black like experience yes, in like the yeah. workplace and how it is working as just a predominantly like white people. And I've been in companies where I've been one or the one of two black people in the like the whole department. And sometimes you hear ignorant stuff. Sometimes you hear things that are like subtly racist. Um. Like, I think before you would try and brush it, brush it off, because even if you were to go to HR, even if you were to go to, like, someone senior, even more senior, they are most likely also white, and they can never really empathise mm-hmm. with you. Um, so you end up just feeling stuck. Um, I think now that people are actually speaking about it, and a group of people are speaking about it together, and sort of, you know what, what Jackie Einoff posted a video this morning and she basically said um that it's basically called out all the brands that put put like forward statements saying we stand in solidarity with you she basically told all of them to release a report of how many black people that work at their company and see if they're actually about the cause see if they're actually for us um so yeah i think now that people are becoming more awake and people are realizing that these are experiences that you know Black people go through in the workplace. I think people will be more confident now to sort of um, address certain things, but it really just depends on how um, how obvious the racism is. Because you can get microaggressions, like you get microaggressions every single day. Like mm-hmm. you could get, like if I have braids, you get random people coming up to me and touching my mm-hmm. hair, and you have to be like, "No, can you not?" Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think now it's a bit better. Actually, um, just a question to you quickly, Benio, and to actually to everyone. Um, I know, Benio, you said, um, obviously, people are discussing and stuff like your experiences that you ever faced through school, through your workplace. Before before this mm-hmm. um, black protest and stuff, what was everyone's reaction to, if um, to you know, a white person maybe doing subtle racism to you? And then what do you think your reaction would be now? Because for me, I would say my reaction that I've always faced has always been like, uh, it's been more relaxed, calm, not, because I'm not, I, I can't say that yeah. I've got mad racism, but the little sort of stuff I've, I've always like, tried to be like, maybe correct them, but in a calming way, not, I mean, not like going straight yeah. to the HR. Or maybe taking a more quiet approach, a more subtle approach. But I feel like now for me, after okay. I, I was, I, I, I don't be like because of this. It might, it's changing my opinion, but I feel like just I think for me as well, I've had enough. Where if you're being so clearly ignorant, you know what I mean, and you're showing clear bias, I'm gonna mm-hmm. really say something to you. Like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna be like uh, trying to sit hear from your point. I'm gonna really stand up, whoever it is, you know what I mean, and actually correct you. And for me, I, and that's the thing. I think I've been thinking to my own self, like even to my manager my own superior, like, I'm going to have this, this kind of stuff, you know what I mean, so, um, I think for me, that's what my own, 
difference, I would say. But um, what about you, the rest of you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. Um, I think, like, in the past, we've sort of centred, like, white people's definitely. feelings. When we, when we were to, like, correct them, we've always centred their feelings, not to make them feel uncomfortable or not to make them feel like we're angry and stuff. But I think moving forward, you just can't do that anymore. You have to say how you feel with as much passion, as much vim as you want, and they have to take it. And I think that's where, like, accountability starts more small. Mm. I feel like um, people are definitely going to mm. feel a lot more empowered now, and they'll be governed to take more action. Um, but obviously, I've been in education for, like, my whole life, and I'm still in education now. So um, I've never actually had the opportunity to really work in a corporate setting, so... I don't have personal experiences of, you know, the sort of corporate um, microaggressions. But um, also, you guys will know that, obviously, I moved to Bristol, like, what, 2009, and I was just, like, the only black guy in my school for years. And the amount of microaggressions and racism in my face and stuff like that, and back then, obviously, it was just sort of like, you know, oh, I'll let, I'll let, I literally just let pretty much everything slide because it was a thing of, they were already looking at me, I could feel it, so waiting for me to rise up to it. And be aggressive, so they would label all those aggressive black guys and that blah blah blah. Um, but like I said, you're asking what um people's reactions will be now. I feel like if people want to be a lot bolder now, that's great and that's amazing. But at the same time, it's it's not it can't always be so straightforward because mm. you might be the only breadwinner in your family. Yeah. Have so many people relying on you, and you know, obviously, if you're thinking about oh, if I report a racist incident or an incident that I'm really uncomfortable with, and I'm penalised for it. You'll think, is this really someone I want to work for anyway in the first place? But at the same time, you'll be thinking, okay, but if I then lose my job, what's going to happen to my family? So that's why I, I feel like yeah. we shouldn't yeah, penalise anyone or think a certain way about people who accepting are still, it. It's not, yeah, not necessarily accepting it, but not yeah. being so mm. outspoken on it, if you know what I mean. Because sometimes, because it's, it's hard because um, I feel like there's certain microaggressions people face in office and you'd want to report it to HR but it'll be hard um, proving it and really fighting your point because the person you're reporting it to is another white person yeah. who ultimately might not really understand like you know what I mean so I think there was one tweet about someone saying oh he went to work and then because everyone saw that mm. block party that happened in North yeah. London and, um, and obviously that was very irresponsible and very silly you know what I mean of the people obviously it was majority black people there so um i think the guy must have gone to work and then his white colleague yeah. must have been like oh something along the lines of oh your people just don't know how to listen to that's much um, instructions or rules or follow rules or something like that and then obviously he's come to tweet saying oh that basically um i think insinuating that the people that went to the party are fueling um these like sort of love giving fuel to these racists to speak like that and i feel like maybe an incident like that it might be, it will be easier to prove to HR that, okay, this is a racist, like a racially motivated incident, rather than, for example, there might be microaggressions where you feel like your work is constantly being undermined because you're black. But that'll be hard to prove. So if you're going out on a limb to go out and report something like that, and then ultimately everyone's going to start looking at you a certain type of way at work and you'll be Mm. ostracized and everything and you might lose your job or whatever. So I feel like people should still be allowed to sort of pick and choose when they feel comfortable enough enough to speak up but i do definitely speak i feel like overall um people are therefore more empowered now i think people are getting to the point where i think like Benita said um 
before the thing of people still trying to think about the feelings of their white counterparts but more it's now like okay look I don't really care what you're feeling like this is how I feel so I feel like more power to everyone really so people can do whatever they're more comfortable to do to be honest yeah no, no I agree with what you're saying David yeah. um Trix do you have anything to add? Do you have to add? No, I, I agree with um, David. Um, it, de- it depends on, like David said, how much you have to lose. Um, if I mean, I'm, I can, I guess I'm in the position where I can like react to certain situation because, like, I'm still living with my parents. Like, I, c- I could lose my job today and find another one tomorrow. But let's say, like, my dad now, he's got kids. He's got this and that, pills, mortgages. It's not very easy to lose your job and have a kind of stop mm-hmm. your income like that. So, yeah, like David said, it, it just comes down to what, how much you got to lose and I guess how you present, how you defend in that situation, how you act, how you react. I mean, you can still um, um, kind of like tell someone off for, Making such comments in a civil yeah. manner. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Um, so, I think, was it not like two days ago, like we all saw the massive introduction of um, Black Tuesday? And, like, so firstly, before I got yeah, two Black points. Um, what was your mass opinion of Black Tuesday? And also, do you, f- I feel like a lot of people, some people that I saw were saying that. Um, like that Black Tuesday, the movement like kind of reduced the volume. Um, that Black Lives Matter had like it's just a one kind of thing. I know I saw that people like people lost. Um, it wiped out. So I said like a video. Yeah, I was just saying that it literally blacked out all the posts that people had put time into like mm-hmm. posting on their feeds mm. all the information all the resources everything i mean it was initially it was initially because people were um putting hashtag black lives matter but even if they changed it yeah. the algorithm had already been set so that's what mm-hmm. you see anyway yeah what's up it's your boy seo guns i listen to team Chalk podcast it's interesting that you mentioned not to police people actions with like the blackout tuesday and like why they do that mm. because um you know we had like some people have been to protest as you know yeah yeah, and, uh, yeah you know david the next guest that's coming on david mm. um he's been to two protests already mm-hmm. and uh i said whilst we we're waiting for him like what points or what do you guys think about like, protesting especially like in this climate where um mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in a pandemic for one, yeah, and yeah, secondly, yeah. we we know too well the narrative that the media can try and paint mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in relation to like a second wave, like a yeah, spike yeah. in cases. One hundred percent, they're just gonna jump in on a lot. One hundred percent, but in a way, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think someone's mentioned history before. History just sort of shows that a lot of times we we need things like this to actually enact real change. And there's one going on oh, in Crystal. Okay. On Sunday, and initially I wanted to go, but thinking about it, I was like, I'm not too sure if it's a wise idea for me to go because obviously I live with people who are vulnerable, who are considered vulnerable people, and are at higher risk of contracting COVID. So me personally, I don't think protesting is the best way for me to 
make change, but people that are out there doing it, man, I support you, man. Like, bro, it needs to be done. But what was your yeah. question, Charles? Certain, were you still going on, David? So, um, I was just gonna wrap up saying that, um, yeah, I feel like therefore the media will probably definitely, if there's a second wave, which there probably will be, they'll probably definitely try and mm. the faces of the second wave will be largely black faces and the protests that we're doing right now. I think that's but, unbelievable as well. Unbelievable, but all, yeah. all the the beaches they've been going to, bro, it's parks, crazy. It's crazy, yeah. but it's what it is. That's that's media, but um, people are tired, man. People want change now because mm-hmm. it's not just, and that's the thing that's really annoying me. The projects are needed because you see some of these statements MPs are making. The Met Police are putting out saying, "Oh yeah, the George Floyd case is crazy." These times they're trying to basically this, um, the trope here for the white British people is basically, "Oh." We're not as bad as that our American counterparts. Yeah. And it's so annoying. Especially with this very sad case as well. Um, with um, hella facts the, and figures to the suggest that. Bro, that's so many, so many. And you see the thing with the um, Belly Majinga as well. I think I thought I pronounced it wrong. Bro, it's so sad. And especially with the new um, thing that came out as well with the other some other guy who got arrested for spitting at police officers. And they arrested him quickly. But yet, yeah, they're saying there's nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people are just tired. So people mm. are going to protest and I respect it, man. But yeah, it's, it's tough in this climate right now. But, but also, actually, so also, actually, do you, do you feel like, is it, like, I think Charles was trying to allude to the point that, like, with COVID on the rise, I know that, like, obviously, race issues and COVID, actually, I don't yeah. know if you could, you could compare the both, both of them. But, like, the fact that we're all, like, we're all going to this um, places, Obviously, we're not. There's no. We're not social distancing ourselves from each other. Mm. We're mm. very in close proximity with each other, mm. and we just recently, like, actually learnt that the virus is going to attack more of like our color. Like, obviously, were yeah, yeah affect our color. That's yeah. Affect more people, like more black people, more people of mm. color, people from like lower backgrounds. So, yeah. are we also putting ourselves at great a great risk? Even though it's for yeah. a very good cause. Yeah. Is there like another way we can do this, but also keep ourselves safe? Yeah, I think there's so many other ways you can get your voice out that you can do something about it without actually physically going out and protesting. I think. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, protesting... sorry, 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 who's been on a on the protest. Um he he has I'm like I'm like, I have not have been to one, so he, he has so um he will have like the the greatest perspective out of all of us about um the feelings surrounding the protest and um you know the 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 benefits and how they've managed to stay safe protesting even during this uh during this pandemic. Let me just see if he's on now uh, two six. Oh, man. Do you want to finish your point, Benio? Yeah. Sorry about that, Benio. Uh, oh, no, it's fine. Um, I was just saying, what was I saying? I was saying that, um, uh, obviously, COVID is still out there, and we are, black people are dying at dis- disproportionate, I can't say that word, but disproportionate, disproportionate rate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> we are dying at a disproportionate rate compared to other races, especially seen as, we are like a, when, you, when you think about it, we're a small percentage of the UK at the end of the day, but we are dying more than other races. And then 
we have police brutality, who, which is also killing us at a disproportionate rate. And then now we have to go out and protest the police brutality and put ourselves at risk, or possibly our parents who could be high risk, put their lives and put their health at risk because we obviously are trying to fight something that is killing us more. And I don't blame people who don't go out and protest and who want to stay home and stand mm-hmm. mission or donate or even just like tweet about it and sort of raise awareness. I don't blame them for wanting to do that. I think there's so many other ways to get the message across. Yeah, especially in this climate where there's a disease in the air. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a it's a choice that I'm sure uh, is isn't taken lightly, and yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, but it kind of kind of even begs the question: like with protests, like even pre-COVID, like have there been, to your memory, have there been any like protests that have been similar to this? Because I, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know if I've ever heard about one or if I've ever been. Um, not, not to my knowledge. Yeah, not to this. the biggest civil rights movement at the moment. Because like, every state yeah. in America was involved, 18 different countries around the world are involved right now. So I think. Literally, well. yeah. if so, it's, literally, uh, that's what. Yeah, so go on, go on. So even with all this being said, like, if we, again, we've got to look at history. Like, every big change has been made, especially for the civil rights movement. It's always been the fact that we all came together and yeah. protested. Imagine if you feel like uh, Martin Luther King did um, all the protests then, or when slaves were riot- rioting against their slave owners. You think if they just kept quiet and just be like, oh, big man, look, Massa, can you just like, let us go free? You know what I mean? They would listen. They would, they would not listen. They would, we had to like, yeah. obviously take a stand for this injustice. And I feel like so it's very difficult. The fact that you know to we've got protests, but also our health are risk. And I mean, because you don't want a situation where people are carrying viruses and killing people and losing more um, black lives or people of color. And I, I want that kind of situation. So it's a very, very you know tough. Fam, that's not making it easy for black people, fam. So. It's not. Mm-hmm. And that's why the people like Charles says not it's, it's not an easy decision to make, and yeah. people are choosing to go out there knowing the risks. Mm. Like, that just shows like how that's much strong, yeah. want to change right now. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. But at the same time, please, people should still be safe as much as they can be. So. Yeah, like wear a mask or something, wear gloves, like cover mm. yourself up, yeah. type of thing. Um, Don't be irresponsible about it. Yeah. But, but we're here. We're live, man. Yes. No it's, it's good to have you on, David. So, um, we've basically just been speaking about um protesting, mm-hmm. and um, you know, why it's important, but also kind of talking about protesting in this period of time where the pandemic is still like, hold on, my margin. Um, where the pandemic is like is you know still in our yeah. faces, but also where we're still aware of how the we're very aware of how the media kind of portrays certain things, especially in relation to the pandemic. So you know, we've seen like, oh, the second wave is going to come. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, because of this. But so like, just kind of talk us through like why you protested, how you felt, and um, the importance of it, really. So I don't know if you guys know yet, but on Sunday I actually got arrested whilst protesting. 
So I'll say that after. I'll say why it's important to protest. But um, yeah, no, like nobody can ever tell me protesting doesn't work. I've seen that like there's various different actionable items that people can do. Protesting is one of them. And this day and age, especially 2020, we've possibly just seen the biggest protest ever known to man. Like, like with social media at, at this day and age, you can tweet a thousand things, you can flood the timeline with a thousand things, as well as doing a physical march. Nothing looks as... Um, powerful as seeing something live with your eyes and when you see i don't know twenty thousand people thirty thousand people walking down hyde park and down to um trafalgar square and outside down the street it's, it's powerful so nobody can ever tell you that protesting doesn't work and nobody can ever tell me that <laughs> so first of all protesting works um secondly i'll add to that in light of the virus um yes it's a very techy situation but I'm prepared to die for this cause, so... Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. So there's oh, that. Can I ask why? Oh, how did you get oh, to that oh. stage that you're ready to die? Right. This is this is my life. Like, this is... So, so <laughs> um, like, my man... So, okay, I'll tell you how I got arrested in a second. But, um, yeah, like, this is this is the struggle with everything I've been getting on since from being in school. Um, racism can be in other form of five black guys walking down the corridor saying you look intimidating can you disperse three people only and then two minutes later seeing a group of five mm-hmm. asian girls or five white boys walking down and there's no problem like people are perpetuating their own thoughts onto me and this has been happening for however long we've existed in this country so unless we fight it my guy <laughs> we'll be here too until i've come to so, <laughs> we, have, we have to face the, the situation that we're in and i know sometimes it's hard to not be vocal because it shouldn't have to be something that you have to do it shouldn't be like this so often we can take time to sit out and um, recoup our own thoughts and try to exercise and be like a human being as we have our own right to and then other times we have to fight because because i don't want my son to go through the experience i went through on sunday or i don't have a son yet sorry but i just future speaking um, <laughs> let me just put that out there <laughs> but um but yeah so yeah no, i'm prepared to die for it because it's happening all over the world and so yeah, there's that. Hundred, hundred, hundred percent. Like, um, and th- that's a good point. I've I've spoken to, spoke to one of my friends. I think the weekend, and he basically said to kind of echo the same sentiments. Like, I think because of like the sacrifice of our ancestors and like everyone who's kind of done so many powerful things, we're at a point where we're almost comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like. You get to that stage where you just, you know, these microaggressions, which are just aggressions but, mm-hmm. um, that happen at work, mm-hmm. um, in school, whatever, you kind of just let it wash over and you're like, you know, at least you've still got your family and things are still good. And you kind of just learn to live with these things. But, you know, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't have to. And he kind of said, like, we need to have people who are kind of programmed again to to have this cause be like your life effectively because mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. people people were dying like back in the yeah like, like daily yeah daily you know yeah. so yeah I, I agree with that i agree with that so yeah so um it's definitely a cause worth fighting for and dying for um in any way shape or form whatever action looks like to somebody else that could be other actionable items could be um Obviously, we need our own institutions, and we need institutions that are black founded. Like that's like 
we all know that do you know what i mean like that's like that's mm-hmm. like at the core of everything society so as, as quickly as we can get yeah. those up and running in the uk and those things are happening now my friend runs um two of my friends run a program called the advantage group um where they meant our um yamanak kids yeah. and they take them to facebook and google and these other corporations to get to give them the experiences that they can then enhance their own careers and lives i i meant two of the kids there um so just obviously corporations are massive protesting is massive um and sadly as it sounds it's like um this coronavirus period like this period of being at home and people being furloughed is coincided with the unfortunate passing of um brianna taylor and um floyd it's it's giving people the space to room unfortunately to actually because people aren't going about their daily lives we're at home we're on our phones our screen mm-hmm, times mm-hmm, are going up and up mm-hmm. and up and it's like right cool mm-hmm. like this is this is the revolution is now like, i haven't seen anything this 2011 riots wasn't like this do you know what i mean like this is yeah. what, all 50 states in america all virtual states in america were uh, he donated he fifty dollars to the. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay. All <laughs> virgins, man. These streets. Yeah, but, um, yeah, like this is like this is. We've had to suppress. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's no more time for suppression. Um, so I don't know if you've got, I can mm. quickly tell you the story about how I got arrested and stuff. And then yeah, yeah, my, my managing director just called me five minutes ago and she was just yeah. twerking on the phone for me, telling me I can. I can <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Cheek, cheeks in the air, man! Cheeks in the air, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so Sunday it wasn't as, it wasn't as many people as yesterday. It was Wednesday, um, but same thing. We were in Westminster and there was about a thousand of us, whatever. Um, at one point, I went with myself. Yesterday, I went with like five boys, but Sunday went with myself. I'm sitting down. Three officers came over. Four officers came over to me. Three um, had the tenacity for me to like let let me educate them. So I was telling them what they're doing right now. The disproportionate enforcement of the law. You don't arrest people when it's VE day. You don't, and there's social distancing. There's no social distancing on TV. Mm. The same thing happens when there's people at Southend Beach and Brighton Beach mm-hmm. showing it on TV mm-hmm. and you're interviewing mm-hmm. them, but you're not arresting anybody. But when black people want to come mm. and protest for the disproportionate enforcement of the law, you now want to enforce the rules. Do you know what I mean? It's the very thing you're coming to arrest me for is why I'm protesting. Anyway, one of them wasn't trying to hear it. So he picked me up. He tried to pick me up anyway. I said, I'm having a educational conversation with your colleagues. Can't you see? Um, let me finish my sentence and I'll get up and move. As I got up to move, which is what he asked, um, he then slickly, slickly, I'll give it to him, slickly slapped the uh, cuffs on my wrist and said, you're being arrested for breaking social distancing laws. And <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh, Ego Ooh, and is that even the first... Ego and power trip, I'm telling you. Is that... Wait, wait, huh? Isn't, isn't the fan going to come first, even, anyway? Or are they allowed to just arrest you straight up now? Pardon? Are they allowed to just arrest people straight up now? For, um, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he said he said that so that was the and then the second charge he said was also obstruction of highway because I'm in the middle of the road when there's a thousand other people but whatever anyway. So oh, I'm in the van. I'm trying to educate him as much as I can. Um, I'm telling him. I'm telling him um, the reason why we're protesting. He had no idea about Black Lives Matter. He had no idea about the movement. He had no idea what's going on in the world. I said mm. I was telling him you're porn. Your Boris Johnson's porn. You have no more values. No more code. Like, 
I managed to get a few things out of him in conversation. Um, he said he's got he said he's got two kids. He became a policeman eighteen months ago. I'm in the van for an hour and a half in it because there's nowhere to take me. Also, also mm-hmm. full in it, so I just have to talk. For it. <laughs> 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 I just educate him the time whilst I'm angry, and then um, so that happened eventually. So for an hour and a half, two of the office officers admitted admitted that I probably shouldn't have been arrested anyway. They found out what my job was, and when I told them that, then they decided to respect me a little bit. I was like, "Why? Why, why did they mm-hmm. to tell you that before you? Do you know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. I told the one who arrested me. Um, I said, "I'm going to pray for you because you really need some help. I'm the one in cuffs, but you need the help more than I need it." Um, so I prayed for him in advance. If you could do two things for me: educate yourself, and then read. Ego is the enemy. Um, because your ego anyway I left it there <laughs> <laughs> so just as we were about to leave they said we can go to Brixton another black guy they arrested um, they put him in the back of the van um, and then he was he was angry and he was angry he was annoyed he was shouting um, he was being sarcastic with them so they had four guys had to restrain him and so I said to the guy that, restrain yeah, him yeah, I, well, he's not restrain him but like sit around him and put, put all their okay. hands on him you know what I mean um, I said to the guy, look, you're, you're going to get like how he is. I might have been that if you got me tomorrow, but whether I'm calm like how I am today mm. or angry like he is in the back, we're both still in the same position in the back of a police van for something, for something we didn't do. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no reason yeah, why yeah, yeah, we're yeah. here. Um, anyway, so I've got to, we got there, the processing center now, and then the sergeant asked him, why have you, br- why have you brought David here today? First charge, breaking social distancing laws. He questioned him on that. The sergeant questioned him. Um, the second charge, he said, was um, obstructing highway. He never questioned him, cool. Um, and then he tried to throw in a third charge. He tried to say, this is when I, he, he tried to say, um, resistant arrest. I said, PC Floyd. No, sorry, that's his name. I said, um, PC Fuller, sorry. You can rise up every camera in Westminster. <laughs> Plus the one on your, plus the one in your chest now. <laughs> plus your officer next to me, he was there when I was arrested. I want you to repeat the offence you just said. He stayed silent. I said, "Can you repeat it, please?" He stayed silent. And I said, "Can you ask your colleague if I was resisting?" He stayed silent. I said, "Sergeant, can you see that your officer here is lying right in front of you in the in the station?" You felt so bad that you had to try and justify like why he brought you here because at that point he felt like who like he had no reason. He also said earlier someone threw a packet of crystal mm-hmm. three hours earlier, so he was so he was on a power trip so? to get someone anyway. Yo. So yeah, anyway, there, it was, that was at like eight eight p.m. Long story short, they released me at two p.m. I didn't get to do my interview. I just got Uber back home from Brixton to East. Um, please. And then I, the, the weirdest thing is I had to send the email. So I got home at 2 a.m. on Monday morning. I had to send an email because there was no way I was going to work that day. In it, I wasn't going to wake up and work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to send an email at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I didn't sleep all night. And, I, and the thing is, I felt like I had to justify myself to my to my um, my manager. I, was, I, I felt like I had to justify myself why I'm, why I'm not working. It was just weird. It was the weirdest email I had to send. But anyway... Yeah, now everyone's been twerking for me all week and I'm on compassionate leave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, you see what it is, and that's literally exactly why people are protesting. And that's what's really frustrating me because the British people are trying to distance themselves from these sort of issues saying, oh, 
this doesn't happen in the UK, mm-hmm. this is America, blah, blah, blah. And it's so frustrating to see. Because... Yeah. Uh, it's your boy, Sir Owls. And you're now listening to the Team Chop Podcast, brought to you by Sir Owls, Man Like Chooks and C. Organs. Uh, it's weird because, um, I don't know if you, if you guys know who Jane Elliott is, the um, American... I don't know if she's like a... Pardon? She's a, like... Yeah, yeah, she does the whole blue eye, brown eye experiment thing. And she did it in the UK yeah. a couple of years ago. And it's like, mm. it's almost hardwired in their system to just immediately reject the idea that they could be benefiting from a system that they obviously do benefit mm-hmm. from. And they are like mm-hmm. intrinsically racist. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's a weird one. Like, um, I applaud you for even trying to educate this guy, whether he's, um, whether he's going to internalize what, what you mm-hmm. said, we can we can only yeah. hope. Man, I don't even care about that guy, man. Because now, I'm so sorry you have to go for that, bro. Because now I'm just thinking. Because obviously now you're speaking about it now, and you sound all right. But really and truly, deep down, we don't know yet, right now, what the ramifications are going to be. Yeah, happen, yeah, right? yeah. You know what I mean? And so many so people, many the people same. and just ah, uh, just just, to just like once they process you, that's an experience, obviously. So when I got there, um. When I got to the destiny of purpose, me, like I, I, like, I had, like I should have. When I'm angry, I cry, so I should have tear. And I was like, I'm not even angry that mm. I'm here in the cell. I'm angry because in the last like 24 hours, I'd watched when they see us. I'd watched Jeffrey Epstein's documentary, okay. and I think we're getting mm-hmm. in America. And now I'm here. It was just a lot, and I was, I was just like, I'm sad for you. To the officer next, I said, I'm sad for you. I'm crying for you and the situation that I found myself in. It was just nuts. And then, yeah, but um, just on the point you said. There's a saying that's like, um, when um, when you've been privileged for so long, equality feels like oppression. Yeah, and it's weird because I feel like it's it's obviously for nat- the natural human response to anyone challenging any long-standing view you've had on anything would obviously be to be mm. defensive on whatever, which is okay. I I hear that, but. You you can't just keep denying mm. the privilege you have, you know what I mean? And you can't just they, you can't just keep on being so naive and just pretending it's not existent. So it's uh, man. Just yeah, so what do you think man. then? Then that why could um, what could like white people, especially those who are actually let me just um, coin the phrase um, woke, oh, yeah, or allies, yeah. What could they actually do mm. apart from? Um, What's it called? Go to protests, and obviously they need to. They need to acknowledge the fact that their privilege has, um, what's it called, set them apart from black people. So, what more? Um, that actually for you, David, to that, that police officer, when you're trying to like correct them and um, give him knowledge, like what when you do that, what were you open the 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 outcome. Yeah, the outcome would be yeah. Uh, uh, if that small interaction there um, could obviously it's not our place to teach, but we have so we have to. <laughs> you know, if you could learn from that mm. scenario and then tra- like it would stop somebody else from getting arrested, it would stop somebody else from getting um, disproportionately had the law enforced upon them, um, then good. If you became a better man out of it, then great, even better. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just. I think white people and the power they have, apart from protesting, um, the real action comes with how they unlearn 
unlearn, unlearn, unlearn. Watch the difficulty for, for them. This is they don't like to feel uncomfortable. For them, this is oh, just that's out my comfort zone. Let me just, you know what I mean, go mm-hmm. out my life. Mm-hmm. But, but comfort, yeah. your, 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 your discomfort is my everyday life. <laughs> that small discomfort you feel is mm. my everyday life. Unfortunately, so put yourself in that place of discomfort. Um, try to unlearn and then carry that, carry that, that new learning with you into the workplace. Question the thoughts that you have. Do you know what I mean? They really need to question question mm-hmm. the thoughts that they have and then um, take that into the workplace, set up schemes. Um, so they want me to try and do something new in the workplace, of course. So I'm going to see what I can do. Like, yeah, really, especially I work in advertising and marketing. So it's, it's, it's heavy there. I've had other experiences, I've had other experiences mm-hmm. um, work, especially working in Tesco. During the releasing of the of the plaster brand, where the creative director tried to do release like a, a tone deaf, half racist ad, and it was just like no, no, no. So, uh, really, really unlearn the processes that they currently have. Put in place new processes for learning. Um, so there's unconscious bias training, which they try to implement. Um, and then we did something at, at work called um, a black sheep talk, which is. Um, somebody, a strategist at my company, did a talk on um, advertising and marketing and how um, it's very skewed towards um, the white people and BAME people don't get, um, or black and minority ethnic people don't get the representation they deserve. In attendance of that audience, the audience was like 80% black and minority ethnic, black and Asians. And it was just like, the, com- the company only has maximum 15%. Black, black and Asian people. So, so why is, why is that taking out eight percent? These people don't think they affect them. You have to, mm. you have to put yourself in a comfortable position. I'll demand it. So, so now, when I'm talk, when I'm talking to everybody in my email, I did not sugarcoat. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable for me. So, like, yeah, I'm I'm hell bent on I'm hell bent on I'm not sugarcoating anything. Like, I generally don't, but there's no chance in hell I'm sugarcoating anything now. Like, this is it. Like. So I'm gonna put. I'm gonna force them to be in that position of uncomfortability, and they have to learn from that. I'm gonna demand. I want to demand them interactions that they learn from. Mm. If, they, if they learn from that, great, and then they can teach their parents and kids and so on. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you, thank you very much, David, man. Um, no, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, can I just quickly yeah. say something though? Yeah. Listen to that, and I feel like. I'm really trying to be really optimistic about the whole thing, but correct me if I'm wrong, though, David. You said initially when you were in the van, yeah. you were there for a while, and you had the yeah. opportunity to try to educate him, right? Okay. So, what? see, my thing is now, since between that time and the point where they've got you back to the station mm-hmm. now to process you, and he's being mm-hmm. questioned by his superior, at any moment there, he could now say, okay, this is what I've done. However, I feel like I was in the wrong. However, this and that. But not not only did he do that, not do that, he then tried to lie on your yeah. name as an extra charge. You know what I mean? So it's the thing. That's why it just gets me so angry because it's like we shouldn't be the ones teaching you, but yet here we are trying to teach you. But you're just clearly showing that you just don't mm-hmm. care, and you don't want to learn, and that is literally why you're out there yep. on the street in the first place. You know what I mean? And so it's it's all well and good because we're like we're trying to educate them, trying to educate them, and doing all these things, but then they don't seem to be listening which is why a lot of people are literally outside marching and protesting mm. because it seems that that's the only way they can that, really get that paid. literally brings on to my point um to support you david um mm. is that yeah, which yeah, yeah, just, 
D. I'll just say D. 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 That just spoke. Um, ah, because, me. like, even though we can do a lot um, to try educate people, like individuals and stuff like that, I feel like we will never see a massive, massive difference until we touch the institutions that control um, all this kind of stuff. So, like, I know, Dave, you, you mentioned, like, you work in marketing and advertising. So, like, even um, take, for example, how, like, fam, what's going on right now? We all know the biggest story in the world is COVID. The black, the black protesters are going. That's literally what we see 24-7. How the news reports are now making it into Madeleine McCann from nowhere, <laughs> it's just bemusing to me. Especially when it was a story that they found out like a year ago. But when you look at this everywhere in the newspaper, front page. So, you know what I mean? Like, this, again, it just sounds so ridiculous. Like, and then they would then say, oh, it's not, oh, we didn't know we did that. Oh, we didn't know it was that. Man, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like we literally have to break um, this uh, institutions of power down from the top uh-huh. to the bottom because uh, I had a good example in my head where um you can see so like basically everything's been changed. It wasn't it wasn't just protesting. You know what I mean? It was when um, we yeah. had um Martin Martin Luther uh meeting up with um like different presidents and then going to the very top uh-huh. that you start seeing uh-huh. change when you start putting uh-huh. um the civil rights movement into um into the law Having the uh-huh. that you can't almost discriminate through sex, color, race. You know what I mean? If that if we don't touch uh-huh. the top, we're never gonna make a difference in the bottom. And which is exactly why you got like uh, literally applaud people like um, David who are literally just risking their lives, their yeah, their yeah. careers, and yeah. you know you, who knows what could have happened in that van. Bro, you know what I mean? And Bro. again, like. like yeah, man. Over the second David um, no, said, like, God knows what this can now do to your... <laughs> like, I don't know, if do you, do you get a criminal record for being arrested? I don't know if they charged you or anything. But... Um, so it's still pending. I haven't had my interview yet. Mm-hmm. So it's still it's still pending, but it will probably get, um, like, no further charge. It'll probably drop. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You see yeah. what I mean? Like, like, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, that was a lot of... Yeah, sorry, I'm going to say, because I don't know, like... Because obviously, like the more we keep on going, like the questions get more and more. Because I, I want David to answer like the first question that D said. Because uh, I, I think that's that's quite um, that is actually an important question. Like yeah. he changed, he, he he changed not he, changed, he didn't change his mind, but like it's almost like he absorbed the information and then like within the time of you speaking and him yeah. being with his superior, he's kind of neglected everything you've told him and it's like what does that what does that do for you as as someone who wants to like edify with your communication like you know inspire like how, how does that make you feel uh i wasn't surprised if i'm being honest because he he had his he had to he was trying to defend himself so when the officer questioned when the sergeant questioned him on the first two charges then uh the social distancing when he questioned him saying aren't the rules changing? He said, then he tried to quickly say, oh yeah, they're changing tomorrow, not today, which was they're changing on Monday, not Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, he, he was on the back foot and he was really, really defensive with his sergeant at the time. So he tried to squeeze in the third charge just to get me in. Do you know what I mean? So like, he was being very defensive, but that, like, I, like in that scenario, I was, obviously I was annoyed, but I knew 
I knew at that moment he felt something like the fact that he was defending he had to defend himself I know he he, he must have realized something when he went home do you know what I mean so obviously that like that that defensive being being defensive is a shield away from uncomfortability we have to break that I, I was trying to break that shield do you know what I mean mm-hmm. get getting to him being uncomfortable so those scenarios are going to happen tenfold they're going to happen tenfold and um mm. with what's going on people can't put that shield up that shield is being pushed to the side and it's being brought down and it's being shattered and i hope people are learning but yeah that that made me feel obviously like very annoyed but like that is that is what it is do you know what i mean like they, they can, that's yeah. like people's natural reaction to being told being questioned you part of the show so cool and um second question as well like um all i mentioned um i suppose fighting this system from top down what do you what are your thoughts on that um so quickly on that i'd say that that's like that's that, like that's great um we have to, and we have to do that so some, that that is some people's fight unfortunately that's not my fight um <laughs> because in doing that at the end of the day people that don't want to be taught won't listen so there's only so much teaching you can do if somebody doesn't want to be taught they won't listen full stop do you know what i mean like you can take the horse to the pond to the lake but if, if they're not might not necessarily drink so that mm. so that's some people's fight in the black community yes go to the high places we need black people in position of power so they can influence yes that's their fight um yeah. and that will have to happen i i think um what's better but is more long term is um building our own institutions that are correct from the ground up so we need we need our own advertising firms. We need our own marketing agencies. And this is just within the workplace. This isn't even mm. within, this isn't even within politics. This is just within the workplace so that we can live years and yeah. and don't have to face oppression inside work. But we're still gonna have to face it elsewhere. But like, um, but the, the British government system is like the government one. <laughs> that one will take. That one I don't think we'll see. So we're here doing this in work mm-hmm. and even even in work right now, I don't want to have to build up all these forums because I like I don't you know what I mean? Like the information is there. If you want to learn, learn. Mm. But I might I might I might do it for the people behind <laughs> me, but it's, there's only so much I can do before I you know, before I leave before I leave and go somewhere else like that's just how yeah. like, you know what I mean like there's only so much you can take but um, yeah so like it's definitely important that the people who can influence and want to influence can be in those positions yeah, of power definitely. yes I don't I don't think that's my fight mm-hmm. I don't think that's my fight I think my fight would be to build another institution where we can thrive etc but um, yeah that's that like we need people on board yeah exactly board that's what I was, I was trying, to, point I was trying to convey like it needs to be fought from all angles not just from mm. you know, one perspective Hundred percent. Um okay, this is gonna be a question to, to everyone. Well, David, you have to leave by the way. No, no, that's cool, it's cool. we can chop it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh question. So I know one thing that we kinda oh, I'll say for my in my opinion as black people, we kinda like adopt really well is like almost that capitalistic mindset, like where everyone's in a sense for themselves and for their for their immediate surrounding like family close friends whatever and um from what i see it does seem like at times 
that stops kind of bridges being built and like that whole you like you know connecting the dots like you know you're linking up with people to yeah. to build you know another economy or to build another institution you know, like it seems that that kind of hinders people at times because no one wants to give up the the magic ticket you know the golden ticket rather um what do you what do you guys think about that do you think like capitalism is the worst thing or do you think we need to focus our energies on stuff that is focused around empathy and like building up other people um for me i feel like it's a tough one because like i'm, I'm trying to see what point in what way i'm not like argue this because like you gotta like keep the wait so when you, i need to put you, are you is it talking about free black people or free okay, okay, okay I'll, I'll give you i'll give you an example okay so i can answer i'm going Wait, I said I can answer, but go on, go on. Okay, okay, like basic example, um, maybe creative stuff. I start a visual company, whatever, and um, I want this thing to be good. I've I've worked my my ass off, you know. I've done the groundwork, done the Grammy stuff. I'm at a place now where I'm getting a certain level of um, recognition that comes with like increased finances, whatever, I'm good. I then get to a point where I can build my own platform and then, you know, I'm good, I'm great. And then my straight thing is just to keep this money rolling in. So I'm I'm trying to establish people who are, are at a certain level at their crafts. I'm hiring them and they, they happen to be all white or, you know, not black, basically. And I'm not, you know, paying it forward by having um, mentees, I'm not, you know, really too bothered about sharing my <clears throat> my journey to people who have similar interests. I'm just kind of like, I provide for my family, my friends, and I just keep my secrets to myself. Or I might get to a certain area where I do have a platform and like, I'm so kind of far removed from my community. Like the people who are benefiting from this platform aren't, the people from my community, so that that, that was an ex- example. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, let me okay. Does anyone no, want to jump in? Um, so I just I think <laughs> it's inherently, and I'm going to say outlandish. I'm going to think it's inherently selfish. I'm just going to say selfish from the jump uh, to um, to just be for yourself and not anybody else. Like in the, in the book, The Alchemist, um, there's a quick like short passage where a young boy goes to the temple and. Um, the the master of the temple he asked the master of the temple how can i live the best like the best fruitful life and the master of the temple says i'm going to give you um, a tablespoon of oil um walk around the temple with a tablespoon of oil and, and don't drop the oil in it so he walks around and he and he doesn't drop the oil the master says to him did you see the tapestry on the wall did you see the homeless man um did you see the paintings what did you notice about the temple the mat the boy didn't see anything because he was focusing on the oil he sent him around. Yeah, yeah. He sent him around the second time. He came back, and he noticed everything in the temple, which is the world, basically. It's a, like it's a metaphor for the world. But he, mm. but he dropped the tablespoon of oil, which is his life and his economic possessions and his care. Life is about balancing both, managing, man, mm-hmm, managing mm-hmm. to keep your tablespoon of oil like <laughs> growing, growing your oil, and you being fruitful for yourself. But mm. I, in no way, shape, or form, can you walk through life. Without looking at the world around you and and giving back, like I think that's so, I think that's so, so, and that's what capitalism does to people. <laughs> and I understand people just want to 
win for their family and then move out to the suburbs and just have their nice family and just and like and just be cushy that like, I understand because that's the way capitalism is. But um there's people behind there's people behind you, there's people to the side of you, there's people in front of you that 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 need help. Um not even need help, but like why would you not want to give mm. give like like giving is the be or literally giving is the ser- serving is everything. Mm-hmm. Like serving is much more important than being fruitful for yourself. So just to serve in any capacity is very, very, very important. Like is to me anyway. Like I I regard it high. Like to be mm-hmm. one of mm-hmm. service. So mm-hmm. if that service comes in paying it forward, do it. Like I can't even mentor kids, great. Like but I think it's very, very, very high. And obviously I know like people pe- people, especially sometimes in African families, I'm got I'm got a name, people just say, um, be the doctor be the lawyer, be whatever, and get a nice wife and get your kid and then give some small money to mom and dad so they can go back and live in Africa and then you'll be fine. Like, that's it. That's life. That's not life. For mm-hmm. me, that's not life, isn't it? For me, I don't... That's not how I see life. There's... there's a, How many people, billion people in the world? Do you know what I mean? It's not just about my life. So that's me. No, definitely. I agree. Like, I feel yes, like those, those people, like, if I'm a black man, I mean... Like very like wealthy and in a good position where I can bring people in. I'm gonna try my best to definitely like. So like, if I'm a CEO of a company, I'm gonna try and make sure that you know the issues of that I know black people go through can be dealt with. If that's either through HR or maybe hiring more, putting more black people like me or into positions where we can now start to maybe shift the difference but then also like there's been i, I think we definitely said there's been a lot of people now in positions of um of power now and they are making differences that obviously we might not have heard from but it's also people that um like i know people have to use that example of obama and this and that like we have a black president but like even with him he couldn't like um tackle all the issues and i mean so also like we can't maybe i feel like it's also it's a bit detrimental to put on one person the power i mean that you got erect like take away or make um what's it called um issues for black person improve for as one person because like you said we might not be you, you as a person might not be passionate about that that's what i and also we also think you see a lot of people we have this viewpoint of um, if I'm in a if I'm a CEO of a, if I'm a CEO of a business, um, I would rather um, employ someone that's good for the job. For if um, them even being black or white it doesn't matter to me. As long as you're better at the job, I'm going to say I'm going to give it to you. Um, I, you know what I mean? So black people like that, and there's nothing wrong with that kind of view. But also, when you look at the white counterparts, they're not doing that. I mean, they're just thinking, okay, cool. I know this guy could be better, the black guy. I just want to be the white person. I was going to say. Um, so yeah. I feel like we also, some people got to change our viewpoint and how we see things as well. Um, and then maybe that will improve things. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, definitely. I, with the white boy, I think them hiring a white person over a black person is, is implicit bias, anyways, rather than even them mm. trying to strengthen their community. Um, but one one quick thing actually, like I I know you said like when you became wealthy, 
like you look for ways to change it. But for me, I, I think paying it forward should just be like from from now because there's always so many little things you can mm. do. Like that doesn't have to be such a grandiose mm. gesture. It can be something as simple as um mentoring. <laughs> like just picking up a gift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so yeah, so on the A levels, yeah. But um sorry, Benita, you've actually I'm so sorry, like Sorry, I know I know you probably had a lot to say. Like what do you think? <laughs> All right. Um I pretty much agree with what David is saying. Um, I think, obviously, us living like living in the West, it's very like a capitalist society, very like individualistic. Everyone's kind of out, out for themselves, like clapping the bell mentality. But especially at this time where we sort of need to unify and build things of our own so that we can control them, um, I think this is a this is like the worst time to be to have a capitalist mindset you have to obviously be for the people and you can't think about yourself because it's beyond you it's it's more for your like your children your children's children like generations to come so you can't center yourself especially at a time like this so so what what ways do you think um this is a slightly different question and I don't know if I should ask this now or later, but I'm going to ask it now. You can answer it later if you want or whatever. But I was going to say, yeah. particularly p- pertaining to black men, um, I think black mm-hmm. men need to listen to black women more, much, 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 Again, as the same thing about black, black men, um, black women have been crying for black men to to listen to them more and for them to be heard. Um, like you don't have to answer this question because it's for our place to learn. It's for, like you've already made like black, I've seen black women make the cries already. So it's for black men to learn. If you mm. want to, how, in what way, shape, or form, if you feel like um, black mm. men can help black women, or if that's how you feel, I don't know if that's how you feel or not. But um, I would like to 100%, learn hundred percent, man. Mm. If that's possible. Um, I like I like that you mentioned that I don't have to answer it because I did say to myself yesterday. Yeah, you don't. Need to... I'm not <laughs> going yeah, yeah. 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 to. Like we know, you know about gender. But I clocked it today as well. But um, yeah. Um, I just I I, I would just say a couple things like. I would say um, the fact that it took John Boyega, a man who is respected by a lot of other black men, to sort of, it took him saying something for other black men to start thinking about the way they treat black women, that says a lot. So it just shows that you hold a man's opinion in higher esteem than a woman's opinion. And I think that just needs to change. It kind of shows the level of respect. So I think fundamentally respect black women, like really respect them, validate them. So when they say something, don't be dismissive. Um, it's a lot of um, gender comes into play, especially with the way men in general view women as just emotional and erratic and unreasonable. That plays a part. 
in the way men like validate us and our experiences but yeah just listen to like you said it already just listen to us and actually taking what we're saying and just defend us like every opportunity you can defend us like when you're around your boys and stuff pull them up hold them accountable because from what I've seen guys listen to other guys especially if there's a guy that they respect they will listen to them so just hold your boys accountable and listen to not just your your female friends you're raising you're raising valid points I can't I'm not even gonna hold you I don't know what it is it's, it's actually really bad I think um I won't call it like the law of equity, but it's like it's, it's like people need to have some kind of stake in someone. So like people realizing this after John Boyega said it shouldn't, like he said, it shouldn't be mm. the case. I'm even repeating what you said, but it's like yeah. it's, mm. you're, you're yeah, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I also hate the whole. It's always like, oh, I, I can't imagine cheating my sister like this. I'm thinking, bro. Like, listen, what? Yeah, yeah. That, it's the so silly to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole concept of you mm-hmm. only yeah. understanding a, bl- a black woman's experience when you have a daughter is ridiculous. You need to be able to human. You need to humanize us before, before you've had daughters. Before you actually have close proximity mm-hmm. to a woman, and it's a woman that you love. Like, you need to be able to. I think it's like emotional intelligence. Just show empathy onto other mm, women like mm, mm, beyond mm. people you're related to 100%, no, but definitely have a lot to 100%, 100%, 100%. Like, uh, it's, so you're saying no no I was just going to say I remember like what was it maybe the last month or something you know the whole period on tour wherever like um, where everyone's teachers like everyone's getting gold, oh, so, like, everyone's doing like, this year <laughs> this yeah, sprinkle cake, everything, and then yeah. also all the all the tweets about all the parts about people. <laughs> sprinkle cake is killing by people, dog. <laughs> but no, when everyone's putting up um people's tweets about the, in the past, like about um black women and black girls and mm, things like mm, that, mm. and obviously a lot of black women were coming out to say, oh, this and this is what happened to them down this, and then you don't see some black guys not coming up wait, with you. Hello? Oh wait, mm, but black yeah. guys got it just as much too. What? Hello, were you back on? Hmm? Where's David? David's here. No one's left. Wait, what? Are you speaking to? You speaking oh, to? I'm here. I, I, yeah, I, my signal is bugging. I don't even know, bro. Yeah. Benita, you were saying something? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, black men do go through colorism as well. I'm not going to say that they don't. And... Um, yeah, they do go through colorism as well, but I wish I wish men could sort of bring up those conversations, not, yeah, just separately, not when we are having, we were talking about our experiences. And the impact, obviously, of colorism um, is different depending mm-hmm. on the gender. It doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you emotionally. It affects everybody emotionally. But um, in terms of, like, um, relationships-wise, it affects women more than it does men because for women, um, our appearance is like our mm. capital, and um, for men, mm-hmm. their appearance yeah. it does mean something, but it's more you know their status, how much money they have, can they be a provider? This and that. So even if you um, 
go on about a man's looks. Yes, it will happen emotionally, <laughs> but that's not what they're gonna use. No, it's true, it's true. <laughs> that's not what that's not what they're gonna use to then um acquire a relationship, then a family and uh, but for women this is kind of um what mm-hmm. guys use relationship, marriage. Especially um I, so I read a story on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you actually, actually learn bears from Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is <laughs> like, the hub like, information I, I, I read somebody, somebody shared yeah, their yeah. story on Twitter about how um, yeah. a black guy came over to chat to um, their friend and he deemed her friend attractive, which was fine. He didn't, he didn't deem her attractive, which is fine. But how he used that to, like, he literally sat in between them, turned his back towards her, Mm-hmm. Had a five minute chat with her. She went in detail, but he had a five minute chat with her friend, and then he like he, he literally completely blocked her out of the conversation. Like it was just like mm-hmm. very rude mm-hmm. and abrasive. Mm-hmm. And then he got up, and as he got up, he kind of pushed her over, and he just he didn't say like it was just like how men treat um women that they don't find yeah. attractive. It's crazy. It's like in comparison to women that they did like mm-hmm. that that that's mm-hmm. very very dehumanizing. Like you shouldn't treat a woman with respect just because yeah. you find her attractive. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's like it was foul, and I was very surprised when I was reading that story. Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I think a lot of um, dark skin girls, um, I think mm. that slandering dark skin girls is just as bad as pretending that they're not there, um, and mm. basically just a lot of girls grew up just feeling invisible mm. and that could have just as that just just that could do just as much damage because you sort of it impacts your self-esteem it makes you feel unimportant and yeah so definitely guys should probably work on 100%, how they do women and, and not like, even, not even should, and not even should know, probably like should definitely yeah. like yeah. you know it's it's actually crazy. Like I know we spoke about this last week, Benito, when like I was yeah. even, I was even trying to contest it a little yeah. bit, like ah, oh, but we all um, but I deep down I was like, why, am, why? What's the point of even trying to? It's not every time you need <laughs> some kind of counter point, like not just as a rationale. But yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's I feel like what Benito said about like it's gonna start from like us yeah. correcting our friends or ourselves if we see it happening. So, like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be ashamed to obviously um, speak up when we're seeing something that's wrong or opinion that's wrong at all because at the end of the day, we also have to remember, like, we all know being a white man is the most biggest commodity ever, but to think what... Top yeah, primarily, to think at the bottom will be black women because... The fact that they're black and they're also women, like the things that they must be going through, must be you know, a, a madness. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, now we got we definitely have to do better. And obviously, and this is actually a good way for all of us to open our eyes, you know what I mean, to do mm-hmm. things like this and obviously, like, change our behavior 100%. And, then, I, and something like uh, this is going to yeah. be another thing we need to tackle, obviously. Um, I don't know if you lot heard about the. This is going off ages, but the rape cases in um in Nigeria that happened 
Yeah, I was just about to say sexual it's, assault as well. I, I was just about to say the, the viewpoint mm. on mm. that piece, mm. like... Bro. I know, I know. Like sometimes you're always like, "Oh, uh, it's not me and my guys," but like, nah, man. You know, if if every woman is saying it, it can't be no one. No, <laughs> bro, bro, bro you know them one. How can if it be no one is saying it? David, David, that motion we saw. I won't mention this guy's name. Yo. Wait, um, it's one of the nine. Oh my gosh! Oh, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, it's going yeah, to It was kind of like, bro. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, I like. And it's also to chat to him. He was not hearing it. Not that. Not that. Such a white person, but like, obviously, you know these things happen, and you're aware of them. But like, when seeing that in real life is like. Mm. I'm gonna that, that that was like almost like world altering for me. Yeah, like, yeah, brother, yeah. this is this is mad. Like it, it didn't need to happen. Like it was yeah. It was insane, it was disgusting, man. And it, man. And imagine obviously imagine us and imagine him our size trying to, you know, like we can handle ourselves, you know what I mean? Trying to speak to him and trying to turn into a pattern and he was still being so quite aggressive towards us. And I imagine how mm-hmm. someone would feel in some of these situations which mm-hmm. is so scared and hopeless and it's just crazy Sorry. it's so crazy man. space for learning but, but yeah, um, so much space man so, so unfortunately space, so we've got to wrap it up soon um obviously guys thank you so much for mm. not only just sharing your stories but actually coming on to the bed and obviously the, the pandemic has changed the way that we actually do things so this is like new for everyone here um, do you guys want to like maybe give any like outro, maybe things that you do? Um, maybe you think that you book recommendations and stuff, or I don't know, things that you think like important that viewers might need to know. Um, obviously, we're gonna put a lot of things onto our links when we upload this, um, to social media. But yeah, just anything you guys want to get the guests can have the floor. Um, yeah um, I would just say there's this website called blacklivesmatters.card.co and it has so much stuff on there like it's got um, petitions to sign um, you can call or text you can donate and there's more like there's a button called more resources and it gives you an option to like educate yourself and it will have so much so many so many resources so many book recommendations on there as well so it's kind of like a one-stop shop um depending on what you want to do and you want to um contribute to like this movement basically if you want to if you want to get information about protesting as well there's information about protesting so yeah um I've linked it in my bio, my Instagram at beninitawaku. But yeah, um, the website is called Black Lives Yeah, I've actually, I've actually seen that website. It's very, very It's quite original, yeah. basically. Like, you can bail, bail out links to, bail out funds to everyone in um, different cities all over, mm-hmm. um, all over America. Yeah. So, sick website. People should mm. definitely tune into that. Um, and just on the point of what action looks like in the UK. Um, yeah. Obviously, everyone can take action in their own form. 
in their workplace it really needs to be a stand or wherever like there really needs to be a stand um yeah. and like as much as we can let's not be sugarcoating stuff because <laughs> because when we sugarcoat it we just we just internalize it and then it all erupts like like it has now do you know what i mean you know now it all yeah. is so as much as we can um i'll say let's not sugarcoat in protest if you want to protest set yeah. up um, institutions yeah. if you want to set up institutions because we need those um yeah. and yeah just as much action as possible in any way shape or form so yeah let's do that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah from what you were saying um also like i know everyone is like sort of a lot of emotion and i'm seeing so much action on my tl and on my instagram but i think consistency is like paramount don't just let it die down don't just let it be a trend like consistently just if you're just educating yourself and um making small moves to actually contribute to what's going on i'm joking but yeah just echo what he said man just just keep doing whatever it is you can do <laughs> Just don't be inactive, that's it. Whatever form you think you can be most impactful, just don't be inactive. But also, also, um, I think especially for black men, please, mm-hmm. black women as well, obviously, but please, people, it's okay, it's okay to acknowledge and mm-hmm. recognize that this is taking a toll on your mental state. So please also look after yourself, look after your mental health as well, please. It's all right. Um, I think lately as well, I've seen a lot yeah, of people posting about different resources that we can um, we all have access to. With regards to that, so please, please, please just Boom. keep your mental health agreed. Uh, just stay healthy. So, you saw so Oh, okay. I guess I'm on my um, on my one. Um, you know, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, oh, oh yeah, if I'm on button, I'm on your like, yeah, you know, all the all the um advice yeah it's, it's all making sense hey but four page thing I thought was I thought was sick. By the way, I don't yeah. think that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. But I do. I haven't even fully heard. Mm-hmm. Has everyone like kind of wrapped up? Yeah. 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 So just, 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 just um. Obviously, guys, our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. We've you know <laughs> been out for a long time. This is what episode six episode sixty three. Yeah, um. Know, wait. Ten week. What? Ten weeks. 11 weeks. Yeah, Damn. it's been a long time. So, wow. Um, firstly, you know, apologies on, you know, being away for so long, but obviously we should be back, back again and back to our consistent selves. Um, you will find on, like, on a podcast, um, a link um, to the things that Benia has spoken about, Birth Davis as well, and other stuff like petitions and different organizations you can go on um we'll make sure we try um we'll put them onto the web the, the episode as well and also on our instagram social media as well um yeah so our instagram is also at team shock podcast and on twitter at team shock underscore 
Um, Charles, do you know? Yeah, no, I was, was going to say, like, just echoing your sentiments, just thanks to everyone for for coming in on today. Thanks to everyone who's tuning in. And, pardon? Oh, yeah, uh, fine. In fact, in fact, both Davids have been meaning to get on for... Yeah, um, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mm, God, don't kill me. Just keep, keep, keep the word, 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 we should act as such. That's that's me done, man. Yeah. So obviously, um, yeah, we we haven't touched on everything. So this is just like like a part one of um this podcast. So maybe we have another one. But thank you. Stay safe. Stay woke. And see you guys black on Twitter. Power. Black power. <laughs> Come on. You know it, bro. Black. Bro, black. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. Love, 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 love.